No, you're not creepy, Mulder. That job was taken by Michelle, the creepiest girl that has ever been. Uh, we are uh, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Uh, this is a podcast about the X-Files. We're going through the greatest uh, TV show ever to be um, nope. made. Um, nope. Today we're talking about uh, the episodes Born Again and Roland. Um, and I'm, look, uh, sorry, I should have, my co-host is Ben. Hello. Hello, I'm um, here as well. Yeah, you are. So you I, know. I was, was going to get it right, right into it. Like, how many episodes are going to be the exact same in this season? Like these two, again, like forces from beyond the grave. Like go, like you know, it's it's it's. There's been about five or six episodes this season that are exactly the same, and it's I'm, starting to shift. Hang on, sorry, was this not the greatest show ever made? I'm I'm confused now. You're yeah, I know. Give me mixed I, signals I, this, here, Paul. This, this this one, this one, especially Born Again, which apparently is David Coveney's like most hated episode ever. Um, uh, yeah, I was just like, this is this is like this could be a cop show. It's like it, there's nothing really really going on that's like an X Filey. But let's let's you know before we. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll state my reasons uh, when we get into it. So let's let's go. We're going to talk about Born Again. What did you think about this episode? Uh, it's not bad. It's. I know there's only so many X Files type premise you can have, but. I feel like one creepy child episode <laughs> per season is enough. There's too many creepy kids. There's not enough aliens. There's yeah, too many th- ghostly things. I, I just, think that I think they're rehashing. Fox, I think Fox was too scared to go all in on the aliens, and then, um, and they're like, "Can you sort of appeal to our cop show, our Law and Order peeps? We need to like get them on, on board too." Um, and then in the second season, though, like it starts at like, I mean, we, we kick off with basically a, an alien one and like it, it sort of goes on from there. So I think they saw the notes and said like, look, people want more aliens. They basically, they, they associate X-Files with aliens. Let's give them, give the people what they want. Um, uh, so getting into this, we, um, we open on. <laughs> Not <laughs> the have- nanny. We have Janice from uh, from from Friends, um, but the the poor character who is like emotionally just wrecked by Chandler in that. Um, I think when we get to um, next season in our ninety five, we have another podcast called Living in the Past where we go through the uh, month of the nineties every week. And Friends premiered in in nineteen ninety four, and that's our next season. We're gonna find out how just how problematic Friends was, and I think Chandler. Top of that pile, buddy. Top of that pile. Yeah, probably. And Janice has probably just been the victim through it all and just the laughing stock yeah, of pretty that much, show. Yeah. Um, she dated David Duchovny, I think, at the time. They were dating um, So uh, ah. in this episode. Um, we start off with um, she's a cop. Uh, she, <laughs> she has the most sexist um, co-workers in the world. He basically walks past and he said... Why do we get a piece? Why do these guys get a piece like you? And uh, he's he's like basically saying like I want to I want to I want to have a captain or a lieutenant that's like just like you, so I can look at her all the time because I'm a sexist nineties yep. cop. Um, it's just the dialogue in this episode is terrible. Apparently, this this character, the 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 person in the show, is is well hated by people too, probably because he's a sexist piece of shit. Um, so when Janice is at the end of her shift, 
she sees this like the creepiest little girl that you're ever ever gonna see. Who um in uh so after this she um rose to fame as she was um one of the little My Little Pony voices. She has got so many credits on, on IMDb. Like I don't Yeah, like voice acting. Voice acting, like she's like that's just basically yeah. like her big her big deal. Um and uh, Andrea Libby. Ironic, because she barely says a word in this episode. Oh, but does she do some hard staring? Yeah, she plays um, uh, Pinkie Pie in My Little Pony for for our Brony listeners, which I'm sure there's like a there's a uh, there's a crossover between One. people who watch X Files and Bronies. Um, yeah, it's called Paul. It's oh, you. Oh no, it's not me. I look. <laughs> you know, not, I'm not going to look down the Bronies if, they, if that's what you want to do. That's fine. Um, the uh, the X Files 1993-94 um, uh, American tour is uh, nearly coming to a, a stop, but they they stop in Buffalo, New York, for this one. Um, so yeah, uh, Janice finds a, um, a little girl named Michelle. Um, oh, can goes, I just say, uh, great time to be in Buffalo because check in with Living the Past in January nineteen ninety four. We'll uh, be going back to Buffalo. Oh, that's all I'll say. Oh, I like that. I like a piece. You just yeah you just yeah. Back bread, to Janice. Breadcrumbs. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, and then uh, she gets uh, sexist cop number one to um, <laughs> to uh, to interview Michelle, and then she leaves the room, and uh, then just hears a broken window, and this guy, <laughs> this guy has been thrown out the window. Um, look, I know this is dark, but <laughs> I love, especially in the nineties when you see someone who's been thrown from a window, like just the way that they're like, they're on the car. I don't think that's what, how they would be how They'll be sort of on a car when they fell out a window. I think. And they, be like, and they always land on the roof of a car. And always like outstretched, just like, you know, just in a yep. perfect outstretch, just like, and there's no blood or anything like that. It's just like, it's just, it's just perfect. Um, and yeah. And then like, obviously they think like, well, who did this? Like Michelle was the only person in the room and she's saying there's a, there's, there was a guy in the room. And then we, uh, we, we, we get, uh, Mulder and Scully come and visit Buffalo. Um, again, when we With their like fresh cuts, by the way, Oh man, they've got some fresh cuts and much like the, uh, episode, um, with uh, it's it's like another telekinesis episode. Like he he, he sort of gets Mulder gets hot into that very very quickly. Um, but just like in the telekinesis episode, like earlier the shadows one, they the Mulder and Scully look bored. Like David Duchovny and Julian Anderson actually look bored, and so they they don't. They, I don't think they like being there. And they they should be bored because Janice calls them in as I'm just gonna call her Janice. Um, calls them in as a favor. Yeah. And it definitely, from the start, feels like a favour, but Mulder jumps to these wild conclusions because why else is he there if it's not some weird, you know, ghostly reason? Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're not invested in this because it's Buffalo for a start, like, could you have found a more boring city? Although I think Niagara Falls is nearby, so I they probably I, had a nice I think, time. I, 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 I don't know, I've always wanted to, uh, you know, Buffalo's always come no, up. No, no you don't. Yeah, okay. No, no. Um, no. so, so, uh, we've got another, um, this could be another running thing that goes throughout and hopefully gets better, but like, uh, police, um, computer profiling, uh, tools. So like they get the Michelle, Michelle to, to give him a description of the guy that she says was in the room and pushed the police officer out the window. And apparently he works a lot in porn. 
because that is a straight up porn actor. <laughs> um, but Mulder, like, uh, I like how he sort of has a little interaction. Like, he's like, oh, can you, he says to the guy who's like on the computer, he's like, I'll give him a funny mustache. And, you know, he makes the girl laugh. And it's like, um, you know, it's a brief, like, oh, like Mulder's, Mulder's uh, good with the kids. And where the man types in funny mustache and then deletes that and types in funnier mustache. <laughs> Because what kind of computer system are they working with? Also, this is at the little girl's house. Did they take a full desktop computer to this little girl's house and set it up to try and get a sketch of this man? Maybe someone like says, like, there should be one where I can just put it on a lap. Hmm. Put that one in the old think tank. <laughs> why, um, why did they not just get this, the sketch artist to come out? He's got an eraser. He could, like, rub out a moustache and draw another one. It doesn't matter because uh, Ghost Cop uh, that's following this girl around <laughs> um, can change computer screens anyway because the computer, it basically goes back and then she freaks out because this is the guy that was um, in the room with her. And like, yeah, this is where it gets a little bit, uh, well, not a little bit weird. It just gets stupid. Um, but we find out that basically there's like this, there was uh, four cops involved in this uh, um like a Yakuza drug deal sort of thing that went wrong. And the guy, one of the cops died, was basically killed, well, set up to be killed by the other ones. And he, is it when he died, she was born and basically is a heart and souls type of situation where he basically got connected to yes. her. Um, but it wasn't Robert Downey Jr., Charles Grodin and the gang. It was a, no. a, a porno actor cop that wants to, that wants to kill his friends um a bunch of e-list actors that yeah. had you know very few jobs coming in at the time and so Mulder's like you know this is gonna be psychokinesis a word that um apparently um i've used enough that my uh that if i put like you know psy into my um into my keyboard <laughs> it comes up as psychokinesis i'm like oh thanks for that Mulder. Um, oh, now you know how to spell it. <laughs> the um, and then we find out that uh, so we go to um, uh, and not only that, not only is, is this guy being set up and killed, one of the one of his friends then went and married the guy's girlfriend. <laughs> and it's so casual, like that doesn't come up until a bit later on, but it- it's also casual. Like, oh yeah, Char- I was married to Charles. Like hey, you were married to the dead guy, and uh, it's not just anyone; it's his partner. And then his partner's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to take care of her. It was like, Did, what? Is that a thing? Just check in on her occasionally. Yeah. Uh, and then so they've we, got this little shrine of the origami that he man, made still in yeah, the, the house. Origami, yeah. She's clearly still in love with her husband that was murdered. And it's, rightly it's so. It's a very messed up episode. If you, get, um, if you go from hot looking porno cop husband to that little rat that she's married to now, <laughs> like Jeremy Piven. Oh man, like Jeremy Piven, who's got like uh, who hasn't eaten for a while. Um, he, this guy, Jeremy, Jeremy Jiven, Jeremy, Jiven. that's who she married. Um, Jeremy, um, we, <laughs> uh, he comes up. I, I'm sure I've seen him in other stuff and playing like the same role, playing like a like a guy that just can't be trusted. Um, uh, I love his judgment night. Is he? Oh yeah, Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Jiven. Um <laughs> so um I got man, so we go to the uh the little girl's um psychologist and the dolls that she's um 
that she's mutilating. They've just got these dolls all lined up and it's like, oh, Jesus, this kid's fucked up. <laughs> now, I do, like, this is messed up, but I do kind of enjoy this bit because there's so many moments in these episodes where, so, like, with the computer bit, like, when it glitches, Mulder and the tech guy both make comment of it. Yeah. There's moments like that where they just, they point out something that you have to notice. Yeah. They're too obvious about, like, this is weird, everyone. Look, <laughs> a weirdness. Yeah. Whereas the dolls, they mention it, but it's it's kind of like a passing thing. It's like, oh, this girl's being creepy with these dolls. That's weird. Yeah. And then later it comes back of like, oh, the man had his arm chopped off and lost an eye. Okay, this will make sense. But they're not super blatant about it at the time. No, they're like, you know, she's basically just like dismembering dolls and like that's like, you know, well, yeah, she's pretty weird. <laughs> she's special. Um, but also doesn't like but the But we're seeing her twice a week because her mum's got money. Yeah, also don't, doesn't like the water, um, apparently. And then, like, we find out later it's because the guy uh, was... Not only was he, like, beaten up, he was, like, drowned. <laughs> um, yeah, they went... And then there's a comment from one of the other cops that they were just supposed to scare him. So, there was some sort of drug bust, went wrong, they were going to take money, and he said no to the money, I'm guessing. So, then they cut his arm off. Was like, and are you scared were... yet? No? Okay, we're going to push you in the water now. <laughs> oh, let's take your eye out. And yeah. then drown you and see. I just gotta spook you though. Like you'll be okay. Um, the autopsy. Did you see the guy blink? No. Yeah, he does. The corpse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very. I told you, yeah. E great actors. Oh man, it's it's very. This one in particular, it's like it's they've got the local community theater. Um, I've got a note here. This is and like we've, we were just talking um before we started about how. Um, I had a bit of an internet problem here, so we, we've had to sort of uh, move the recording along. So, like, there's a bunch of notes I've made, assuming that I was going to be recording the episode the night up, the, the night after that I, I watched it, and I've just got the word "sigh" written here. I think, I think Scully let out a big sigh. I think that's where I'm. I'm, I'm getting. I, I'm thinking I'm remembering <laughs> that, and I was just like, I think, oh, because like, yeah, Mulder's like really pushing the psychokinesis thing, and she's just like, oh. Yeah, no, I think you're. I think you are correct. Yeah, I do recall that. <laughs> I I have a note that says big collar, um, <laughs> but I do recall because Scully's shirt had ridiculously large collars. It's like, it's like, uh, are you? It's like someone was like um, making a shirt from memory. It's like they didn't yeah. actually have it. It's like, well, it's got a big collar, no bigger. No, look at it's it was a shirt. It's like a paper shirt where, like, no, I've got to make the collar big because the folds. Otherwise, <laughs> the, the collars won't fold, right? I'll do big ones so it's it's crisp. Um, we've got a um, the the best uh, the best part of this of this whole uh, episode is the bit on the bus. Um, so basically, um, one of the other cops, uh, he uh, he's like running for the bus and gets his scarf caught in the. Go in the in the door. Oh no, he gets off the bus. Oh, he gets off the bus. Sorry, yeah. He gets and, and off the bus and he goes to like throw his scarf around his neck, which and it like, magically ends up jammed in the door. Are you a scarf person? Uh if it's really cold, I'm at the football. Maybe I don't. I don't think I've ever like. I don't. I've got that whole thing of like. I don't like anything constricting my neck. Like I. I, I don't like that sensation. So I think any time that I've had, even if I've got like a um. 
Like that's why I, because um, I, I used to have to like button up my top button at school to put a tie on because I went to a stupid private school, and um, that, that's how it should be. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think like that just constriction. I just hated it. So uh, anytime I put a I put a scarf on, I'm like, nah, this is not for me. I'm not a scarf guy. But this guy's a scarf guy, and it's it's it it's not good. It it, it kills him. His fashion <laughs> yeah, kills him. Death by scarf. Um, no one seems to be uh, okay. No, no one seems to be questioning the fact that there's an eight-year-old girl catching the bus. That stare that she has at the window <laughs> is like the best. It was like she's just. It's not even a. Um, it's not so much creepy. It's just like she looks just completely. <laughs> like she could just give a shit. She's like. <sighs> How many takes do you think the director spent with that kid to get that One. stare? Or was like, <laughs> just glare. Like, yeah, that'll do. Let's move on. <laughs> She's literally like, it's like, I mean, I have to get out in the middle of the night and catch a bus to kill this guy. This is this is my entire <laughs> night. Um, yeah, and the, the, um, if you if you note if if you notice, so the bus driver takes a while to. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to to realize that he's got a guy caught in his door that's running along the side of the bus um and if you like so the the close up shots of the bus driver he is a uh, african american but the wide shots he is a white guy with glasses <laughs> really yes ah i've missed that entirely i even skipped wow. that cuz I'm, I'm just like i'm just like cuz like they they the, the close ups were all yeah like the, the african american guy but then they did like one Front full frontal scene where someone's driving. I'm like, that is not the same bus driver. Whose foot do you think it was that was trying to press the brake? Oh, the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the most half-assed attempt. Like, oh, the brake's not working. I'll just keep on tapping it and have no panic at all. Oh. <laughs> oh, um, terrible. Uh, so I've got um, I've got Back to the Future Janice because, like, again, like I, if anyone wears a blue top with a, a red a red waistcoat over the top. I'm like, you are Marty McFly. You're McFlying. Yeah. My, my, yeah. Um. <laughs> she was actually quite good in this. So I, I like Janice in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, I think she's like, you know, I it's bad because like when she does get that role of Janice on Friends, I think that kind of like, it doesn't mess her career, but like, I think it's like, it's... It, she's put up on this thing of being so annoying that it's a love or hate them character. And um, I'm assuming that would have affected her career sort of thing. So it's like, you know. Yeah, because I feel like she's actually a pretty good actress. Yeah, yeah. I think like, you know, like it would have just been a blip on the radar if, if, if Friends hadn't sort of like taken off. But um, so uh, Mulder's now in the thing of his, his reincarnation. Um <laughs> He also, we also meet another one of um, Mulder's sketchy professionals. He's got this psychiatrist that they take the the kid to, who's like trying to like do this like therapy, and the kid's just freaking out. And the mum's there, and she's like, "I don't know." It's like it's just no one of like Mulder's filodex of like, "Oh, uh, we need to work out something with reincarnation." Yeah, I've got a guy for that. He's not good, but you know, I've got a guy for that. I don't know. I feel like if they put the work in, memory regression therapy is, it's a journey. You can't just go once and then just give up. Yeah. I mean, it's its a child. Give him, give him a chance. Take. She was going to her other therapy twice a week. And yeah. they give this one like 10 minutes and then check out. Like that's, 
That's not PMA. But in the, in you need the, to do better. But in, in this in this video, uh, there's a glitch in it where it comes up as a um, a little diving man, and we find out what that is in a, in a, in a, in a, like towards the end of the episode. Um, but there's a there's a Mulder Doogie moment in this episode, which I was uh, there is yeah, and I also find it really weird that he was <laughs> he's at like the um, the video like the editing room watching like the the therapy session. But he's got one of the weird fucked up dolls, <laughs> like in front of, of him. Of course he does. <laughs> I was like, you're just, you're just weird. You just you can't not be weird, can you, Mulder? It's just like you're just gonna like, oh, I'm gonna take one of these dolls. If he's not being spooky, he's being weird. Yeah, no, he's weird. Um, so we like the we go to the, the final the final showdown. So basically, there's like the like Michelle's, uh essentially killing all these cops. She's got one cop left. It's uh, the little rat boy that... Um, uh, Mary, Jeremy Jiven. Mary, Jeremy Jiven, yeah. Um, uh, so they go to his house and his, 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 um, his wife's there and Michelle's there just hiding behind the curtain. <laughs> I love that bit so much. I don't know. She's just... She's, it's, it's not as spooky. It's just a blank expression. And I think I find that's, that's why I find so spooky about it. It's not... She's not trying to be spooky. She's just got this blank expression of like, I don't know what this kid's She just looks do. fed up. Yeah, she looks fed, fed up, yeah. Um, so they get the they get the um, wife to stay in her room and they've got a lock on the outside of the door. Why would you have a lock? Why would you be able to lock people into a bedroom <laughs> in your house? Because that's what the episode required. <laughs> yes. So the writers wrote it in. <laughs> that was a, uh, that was a, uh, a Monday night late session it's like oh we're still gonna work out how we're gonna get the uh, the wife to stay in the room uh lock the door from the outside yep okay (laughs) (laughs) good night everybody good night Uh, useless these they're so bad there's um there's just so many moments and then like i said with the um the doll thing there's little moments here and there it's like oh this is kind of clever and the the man in the tank the little oh yeah diving guy like that was kind of cool yeah yeah it, so you, it felt a little bit obvious but you know you find out that like um the the that's reference referencing the fish tank that's in um uh their house as well like Jeremy Jivens house Jeremy Jivens house um there is a pretty good Say showdown his name Paul <laughs> there's there's a pretty good showdown um again uh Mulder and Scully get um famously uh separated so Mulder can see the fucked up shit and Scully's not there she's pondering why someone's locked got a locked door <laughs> but, <laughs> um but yeah he sees um I, I I do love some cord snake do you see like the the lamp cord turn into a snake that was pretty good oh yeah <laughs> um, classic what, uh <laughs> like there's an eight-year-old girl just like shooting the shit out of the place um I would like to see that guy die but um basically she uh, she she shoots the fish tank, and then um, there's a big electrical sort of explosion, and then she, like you know, she's out. Like the, the the guy's out of her, or whatever the fuck's going on. She's back to normal. And then I'm uh, guessing this guy doesn't get to keep all the money that he stole. I'd guess not. No, I think like, I mean uh, they don't really wrap that side up, do they? No, and like um. It's then like you basically it cuts to the end and and she's in the pool now she's back to being a normal eight year old girl, um, 
But then Mulder does another doogie bit at the moment, and I wonder whether this was shot earlier on in the series because he does this thing where he's like, oh, like he basically caps off and says, status of this is unexplained. I'm like, was that something that they were going to do every episode? And then they got, I'm glad they got rid of it because it's a stupid way into the episode. But like, I was wondering like whether they were like, oh, maybe we should cap off every episode of like status unexplained. But then it's like, well, every episode is kind of unexplained because like you've got no definitive proof. Um, it was a weird end. I'd like if he just went into a, a Ryan voice and it'll remain unsolved. Unsolved. Um, but yeah, this I I don't love the the Mulder Doogie moments. No, give us a skull. I do doogie. enjoy him when at the end when she's swimming, that look on his face, like he just seems to detest the fact that he was there or she was swimming or he's like, he looks so mad. It's, he kind of looked like someone... Like, like he didn't solve a puzzle, that nothing... It's kind of a bit I of a... I guess because uh, it's unsolved still. It's, he seems unfulfilled. Yeah, it's kind of a, like... Or, or like someone like walked past him and farted. Just like that. So there's that look <laughs> in his face of just like... Oh, fucking... Really? <laughs> um, the I'm the whole this vibe one. of this episode is just being fed up. Yeah, and I'm fed up and I'm giving it one lone gunman. I'm... Not gonna say what I was about to say. I am gonna give this an up for adoption. Born again. Oh, Jesus. Is that any worse than what I was gonna say? No, 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 no. I don't think no. so. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to Roland. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Um, that was- oh, I should keep rolling on from talking about this episode. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. Here is the thing. Is this a good episode? Um, Is Zelko Ivanek's portrayal of a man with mental disability good? I say yes. Would it be done these days? I say no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm a little bit torn even on his performance because I know when I first watched it, I was like, he's he's good. Like, my first honest thoughts were he's really good at this. And I had moments of that throughout this episode, but every now and then, I think because you know he's acting and you know it's inappropriate so much, he's like, no, this is bad. But, like, with, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think that he, he sort of, like, Apparently, everyone on the episode thought he was being excellent. And I think he's a really good actor. Like he, this is this guy's. He um he was in a recent Law and Order episode that we covered on um, the other podcast. Um, he was in Homicide: Life on the Street for a while. He's um he's in Hannibal. He's Cornell. Um, from um he, from Hannibal. He's done a lot of like very very good things. He's yeah he's a good actor. Um, but yeah, like. It, it's like it's that thing of like um when you witness well watch something from the eighties or nineties or even early two thousands and you're like, Oh, that would have been funny or that would have been powerful or that would have been like, you know, positive back then. But then watching it now you're like, Oh, I don't know whether that's right. I don't know whether like they should be doing that. And that's the kind of vibe I got through this episode because they have like at least two people who are portraying people with disabilities like neurological disabilities and um and, and mental disabilities and you're like oh, like 
it just it just especially his friend Tracy. She's yeah, she's the worst. She's a bit icky. Um, but we start off. So Roland is a um is a man who works. He's a he's a um he's a janitor. Let's call him a, Will. Yeah, because we got some goodwill hunting vibes <laughs> right at the start here. He basically comes in and like he he's like writing mathematic equations on the board. I I basically think that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon watch this episode and like, oh, let's do this, but like slightly better. Um, they we, definitely didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a coincidence. Um, we uh, we have like so basically there's a. There's um, a bunch of guys working on um, sciencey stuff. Like, uh, look, it's it's propulsion jet and propulsion, jet propulsion, all stuff. They've got a big room with a fuck off van, like a huge fuck off van, a fan in it, which is just rife for um, people to be sucked into. And no, I- it's not because let me tell you, stand in the fucking corner of the room and you'll be fine. How surely they do some sort of like health and safety training? Like, if you get stuck in here, just stand in the corner, and yep. it's just going to blow you further into the corner. Um, we have Honestly. a we have a, one of the doctors, um, the 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 jerk doctor who's who basically is having a go at <laughs> like jerk. who's giving a, having a go at Roland for like not putting the code into the door properly. It's like, dude, what the fuck? You're gonna die. Um, but did uh, I can tell you right now? I laughed my butt off when he flies through the wind past the window into the fan. <laughs> it looks hilarious. Um, I love the fact that they've even got a window in there, and it's, it seems to be just for that purpose. It's like we built the lab, but what if someone gets sucked into it? Wouldn't it be hilarious? We need a window. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was the the writer's thought. The only thing that would have capped it off is if there was just a bunch, a, like a big arterial spray of blood, just like. <laughs> but um. And someone with like a trombone or something. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mulder and Scully get get um called in um and uh, they're all basically like Scully, like Mulder's already onto it like he's like you know there's an equation on the board that he thinks that like you know it doesn't look like it's like the rest of them. Um, there's like a lot of like a lot of basically the the uh, the message of this episode is like scientists are douchebags because they all act like douchebags. Um, yeah, they really are. They're yeah. just mean and unnecessary. Um, but you find out that um, Roland is living at like kind of like a like a halfway house for for people who have got um, mental disabilities, and he's with his friend Tracy. Um, so uh, <laughs> they um, and they go. Um, Mulder and Scully go to um, to interview Roland about this, and you know they're they're usually they're the usual ninety nineties um, like uh, just completely laying on too thick and like <laughs> treating him like an idiot. And it's like that was the that was the part of the episode. I was like, oh god, like guys. Um, but they've got this they've got this woman there that's like looking after him, and she goes. She comes in and Roland, like, Mulder asks Roland something and Roland gets really upset. And she comes in and she's like, what did you say to upset him so? And why am I talking like a Shakespearean sonnet? (laughs) (laughs) She's a very strange lady. I don't know. She's she's probably the nicest one in the episode. I thought we were going to find out that she's like his mum or auntie or something like that. Or just like, you know, there's something there going on. Um... 
Got some colorful computer it. screens uh, going on in in the lab, uh, and then mm-hmm. we get a um, we get a uh, a Jason X. If people know that reference, um, because this guy gets his head uh, plunged into liquid nitrogen and then smashed on the floor, much like uh, the Friday the 13th entry Jason X, one of the best kills in the entire series. Um, this is f- hilarious. Like the kills in this episode are hilarious. Like if you think you, I didn't think I was gonna get topped. Man flying past a window into a fan, but then we've got man who gets his face smashed in with liquid nitrogen and then his ear stepped on because his ear falls off. Um, which is, I, I would say that that death is pretty gruesome for like uh, network television in the nineties. Like that was probably like as stupid as, as it seems now. Like back then, I'm pretty sure that would have been quite the thing. That people talk about. Yeah, they're very good about what they show and what they don't show, though. Steps on his ear, man. And then all leading to the absolute highlight of the episode oh for God. you, I'm so I, I messaged, I messaged you. I'm like, have you watched Roland yet? I said, I'll give you... I'm just going to say tape, tape outline. They... <laughs> someone went to the trouble of um, going and doing a, a tape outline of the body... But all the little bits of the head. <laughs> so all on the floor, there's like a body tape outline, and then it's just like all these other like little little outlines that like where the head got smashed. And I found that fucking hilarious. A lot of them were X's though. How does that work? Oh, like, God, do you just pick like, up a piece of head and then tape an X? Like too, yeah, it was roughly small. here. It's too small. Yeah, I was just I oh, know it was, and I I read some of the um the uh notes from it on IMDb and, and and a few other things and apparently like everyone on set thought it was hilarious as well that they would do like not only like a tape outline but just like the little bits of pieces I'm, I'm sure you'd have to do that in real life but I I I lolled as the kid would say like I actually I laughed out loud it was fucking hilarious um, I was a little unsure when so when you just sent me a message saying tape outline I thought that was great, but then I was immediately distracted by the brief glimpse of a very sexy policeman who just walks from one side of the frame to the other and he's gone and you never see him again. (laughs) And I thought, were you actually laughing at that outline or were you making me pay attention for that because of this random sexy cop that is just in and out? Maybe it's um, Ghost Cop from Born Again. Maybe it's Porno Cop from Born Again. I mean, it could have been. Was there a creepy girl in the background just staring? <laughs> half asleep, um, fed half up. Asleep. <laughs> it's like, oh, I took a bus to get here. Um, <laughs> so you find out basically that Roland is the twin brother of a the uh, scientist that um, was on the, was basically on the breakthrough of like working out this jet propulsion, who died in a uh, car crash a few weeks before, and then somehow sort of transferred all his knowledge onto Roland and is living inside Roland in some capacity, which is pretty much the same episode that we just watched for Born Again. It is ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. And do you know how we know that there's a twin? Because one of them has a big bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to computer analysis, oh my we can remove that beard make him a little bit fatter, give him a widow's peak, and then, hang on, maybe just make him look like a photo of this guy. Oh, look, it's his brother. If I Why was... could they not get a photo of Roland and put it up next to the photo of his brother and be like, hey, these guys look pretty similar, don't they? 
They look but exactly no, the same. But no, we have to remove his beard, take off his glasses, change his hair, turn it into a photo of someone else. If oh, I was a cop, if I was in, if I was in law me. enforcement in the 90s, all I would do would be to get a picture of someone and then de-age them and age them again and add beards to them. Like that's what I, that's all I do all day. I'd be like, have you found that by, person? By just no. typing in de-age. Yeah, I'll just be like, nah. De-age. Um, I've given them a beard and I've given them like uh, different <laughs> hair and uh, I'm just going to do that all day because this is the 90s and this is what I want to do. It looks hilarious. Uh, you sound like the inventor of Guess Who. <laughs> This is how it began. Who, you guess who in that kid <laughs> that guy over there? Um, so yeah, then we we come we go actually go to a, to a bit of a, a showdown with um with douchey science scientist number three, uh, and yeah, this is the bit where I don't know. Roland gets very Rolandy in this bit. Like it's is I don't know. It was it was tough to watch. Twenty storms off. Yeah. When they talk to him in his room, yeah, that, and then it was also like you know, at the end when he's like the, the whole sort of like um the the climax where there's like a lot of explosions and then lightning sort of going on. And he's yeah, um, I don't know, like it's it's a troubling episode and like it's not, it's also not that great and like it, it was, but I will say maybe out of maybe out of all of the um reincarnation episodes and like silent killer and someone sort of inhabiting the same body i would say this is at the top of them like cause I, I found the story actually quite good and i found his performance like as troubling as it was like it was quite good to watch um and it's also got like the best death scenes um in the series thus far it does have a fair bit going for it but it's diminished by all the other episodes around it i think if this yeah. was early on if there wasn't other similar to it and it wasn't a you know man playing a mentally disabled man uh might be a different story yeah but um can i just come quickly back to roland's bedroom yeah this this isn't the buffalo reference i wanted to make earlier but he has a buffalo bills poster a seahawks poster (laughs) and a giants poster you have four nfl teams up on your wall roland where's your allegiance like we're in washington state Right is that now. where it is? I was, so, trying, I was trying to find out where, where, where it was. Like, I was, I, was, I was looking through, like, IMDb and, and Wikipedia. I was like, so it's, it's just in Washington State? They've gone back home? We're back in the Emerald City. Yeah, okay, um, cool. So, so, Seattle should be his team. But he's got giant... He's got two New York teams on his wall. Like, what, what the fuck, Roland? Yeah, I what don't is, know. What's this about? By the Pick way, a side. Did, you, did your dad used to have, like, pennants up? Like, the actual triangle pennant things up? Like, my... No, my dad had no interest in sports at all. I've we got used one, to have we but... used to have them because um, we used to have a uh, a rumpus room at the back, and then there's a there, we had a we had a, a basically a wall that was all corkboard. Like they actually stuck it to the wall, and you could just like and so we're like that's where we'd put like pennants and the dartboard and like anything else like everything was like there's like a lot of pushpins around, a lot of a uh, lot of punctured feet, <laughs> a lot of punctured feet in my childhood. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was like this, this entire wall made of cork that you could just stick stuff to, and then me to take stuff that out. That sounds and... disgusting. Uh, you would think so, but it's not. It was actually awesome. Um, uh... <laughs> so anyway, was, Roland quite, can't pick a the, team. It was quite the rumpus room, I'm just saying. With a pool table. Um, I, 
I have another note here. Shut that up about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong podcast. Living in the pool's life. Had a computer. In 19- no. No, 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 no. I need to get to the bottom of the note that I left myself. Okay. It's, it says, Scully window, then she's mean, popsicle, <laughs> hiding her pregnant belly. Oh, she is hiding her pregnant belly. Something fierce in this episode. She's like... I think she does it pretty well. Oh, there, but like, you, I think, and, you know, we knew... Um, like a couple of episodes before that, like she was pregnant. So like, it's probably like we're 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 now looking for it more. But like, this is the episode where I'm like, yep, she is pregnant. Um, I think she calls someone a popsicle. She calls someone a popsicle. She hmm. oh, it'd probably be about the dead guy, maybe because he's face oh yeah, because he's frozen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was a little bit. I was a little bit. Like, I gotta be honest. I was like, are we gonna have two? Double fly by the window, guy gets sucked into a fan scene in one episode because I might just like lose my mind if that happens. But unfortunately, no, he lets him, he lets him live, which is bullshit. Um, yeah, it should have just been literally people like Lemmings just going into that room and getting sucked into the fan. Oh, that's when she's mean. So I think is she mean to Roland? Maybe. In that little uh, moment, I don't know. Everyone's mean to Roland unnecessarily. Yeah, like Mulder sort of rattles his cage a bit. Um, she was not very pleasant. No, neither of them were very pleasant in the way they spoke about him. No, they, her and Mulder used the word "they" when talking about autistic people. Yeah, which yeah. I know isn't like a horrible thing to do, but the way. They talk the language they are using, the tones like. They also gave that uh, stock standard '90s response to, and then look, uh, look. I can only say like, maybe the stock standard '90s response in the actual professional world was like, um, everyone thought that people with autism was like Rain Man. That's like that's people's like thing was like so like that's like they kind of they didn't say that, but they kind of hinted at that sort of thing that like you know autistic people have like these like special powers, which you know they do, Um, like and after working with quite a lot of them, like I, you know, it, there's way more than, than meets the eye, but it's, it was, it was interesting seeing a nineties perspective on it, um, in, in, a, on a, on a nationally running TV show. And I was just like, Oh wow. Like it's just, and to, to be honest, we haven't come that far. Like <laughs> the way that um, no. people with autism and, and, and that, and, and those sort of, um, uh, disabilities, uh, featured and, and talked about is still like not great, um, but I suppose yeah. it was just interesting. But it, it was the theme of like the late eighties and nineties. If you're considered autistic, it means you're amazing with numbers. You're some sort of genius. Yeah, and they leaned heavily. Like from the start, he's counting all those stars that he dropped. Yeah, or like yeah. on her shirt. Which like, I find from the start, they lean into very much of like he's a genius, autistic yeah. savant. That's the only thing you can be. It's that whole Rayman thing. It's like no, like it's there's a lot more to it than that, and it's just um, uh, yeah. Not saying I mean, look, also not saying Rayman's a bad movie. I'm just saying um, maybe it is. I haven't watched it for a while. I don't know if I, you know what I, I don't. Actually, it's one of those ones that I don't have any compulsion to watch. I think of what I watched it once, like way ages ago, and whenever it's on, it's like ah, oh, you know what? This is not fun. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to watch this. 
I haven't seen it for quite a while, but I feel like it's similar to this episode where I think the performances are good, but I think they're inappropriate. Yes. Yeah. Um, You've done so, it well, but you shouldn't have done it. <laughs> so um, in saying all that, I, I you know what? I'm going to give this two. I'm going to give it two because like the deaths were excellent. Um, the, it, it, rose, it rose above like um, Born Again and, and places like that because of the deaths. So definitely going to give it two. I'm going to give it one of those vacuum cleaners that has a little smiley face on it, which is just terrible at vacuuming. You remember the ones? Remember, remember when we were ones. kids? Yeah, I remember the ones, yeah. We used to use I it don't around, know why. I used to use it around my cork I feel like it's called that. <laughs> I feel like there was a vacuum brand that was called Roland or something similar, and that's how I got there. Uh, there was wrong. because I think when I actually Google Roland the first thing oh no because there was um it was a hi-fi equipment there was a Roland yeah there's hi-fi equipment but that's not cool yeah. um vacuums are way cooler okay but yeah I think they were called Henry's the ones with okay. the smiley faces I don't know am I am I dreaming did you, you remember some, them though right those did you spend some time with Henry <laughs> <laughs> no because they were the worst vacuums ever. I'm playing with Henry, Mom. <laughs> or are they are they called Hoover's? Here? I can never remember. Oh man, um, they were called Henry. No, Hetty, Hetty or Henry? No, they're called Henry. I'm getting some Hetty from Henry. Both. <laughs> Henry's the red one. Hetty's the pink one. Oh my god! Because you have to gender your fucking vacuum cleaners. <laughs> um. Next week we are on our second to last. Whoa. No, not second to last. We're at the last episode. So the the Erlenmeyer Flask uh, primo episode, by the way. Um, and yeah, we'll, see. we'll also be doing our top five episodes of season one. Um, we'll probably take a little bit of a break um, before we start season two up again. Um, but... Yes, we will. Fret ye not... <laughs> Yes, you need you need a break. You need an X Files break. <laughs> yeah, um, we all do. Uh, fret you not because you're gonna go. It's gonna perfectly uh, slide into living in the past, starting back up again for our 1994 season. Um, so, and I think you know we'll we'll probably start this one back up in a couple months' time. Um, I also have to say. Uh, and it's not it's not a one of these humble brag situations, but like I don't really look at the numbers for any of the podcasts we do. Like this is more of a thing for us than anything else. I always forget. To, I assume that no one listens to this one, so I don't even bother asking. Uh, we shot up. We shot up uh, significantly in the last two weeks. Like I was like, I think I was. <laughs> so peek behind the curtain of uh, do you think do you think I was boogie? Um, I was about to go to work and I was like, oh shit, I haven't posted the episode yet. So like, <laughs> so uh, I was like on Classic. the I was on the the dashboard and I'm just like, oh like while well, I'm waiting for it to upload, I'm like I'm like I'll check the numbers. I'm like oh shit, uh, pe- people be listening, people be listening all over the world. You know what happened? There was an article recently. Julian Anderson was interviewed and they talked about the X Files again. So, uh, oh, we have it was in the we, media we have, last month. We have breaking news that's not breaking anymore because Uh-oh. I just remembered it. They are they are doing a, <laughs> they are doing a new X Files. That's the the word. Oh around yeah, the, that's that's yeah the word around probably the, how it came up. The Fox Studios lot is that um they're they're doing it. Uh, Gillian Anderson 
is uh, open to coming back with some certain conditions. Um, I think she doesn't want to be like a. I don't think she wants to be a, a major player in it, and um, I think they'll be foolish to like bring Mulder and Scully back in anything except for like maybe like a consultancy role or anything like that. So yeah, I feel like the idea in the last one where they had the six feet under girl and someone else was it Topher Grace? No, I don't think it was Topher was Grace. He? No, it was John McHale. Wasn't there it? was like no, get out of here. John they McHale had two was... young kids. But John McCall was And I it. felt like there was... Yeah, but he wasn't like the protege type. I felt like there was an idea for them to pass the baton type yeah. of moment. And it never really caught on. And I think that's what Gillian Anderson is going for. She's like, if I come back, I want this to be moving on to something else. Anyway, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, do your thing on SpookyPod at gmail.com. Uh, Check us out on Instagram. Do you think on SpookyPod? We are currently posting once a week because I forget quite regularly. Uh, we <laughs> also have um, we've got another podcast called Living the Past. Uh, you can go and search that wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe to this and that one so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, I think uh, you might... Uh, Living the Past has got... Um, we might be doing something... A bit of a... Primer episode before 1994, we might be doing um, something special, so make sure you get on on that and don't so you don't miss that. Um, and until it's Robbie Amell. What? It's Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell. Okay. He was he was other agent. I don't know. He's 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 from things. Lauren Ambrose was a good one. He, the other guy is just like the hunky douchebag from films. <laughs> Um, so until next time uh, stay spooky everyone good night everybody you think I'm spooky